Samar would be ashamed, Ilio. Shall we go back to this moment? So not to throw oil on the fire, but just to confirm. Shinji, you beat up your friend, then told him his dead girlfriend would think he ain't shit. Correct? I, 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 I don't know if I would frame it like that, but... I mean, it's pretty gangster. Respect. <laughs> Sorry, fuck. I think, I think it's just, I, I never thought someone would try and joke about that. Fuck. I, I don't know what... Thanks? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Small is my friend, and I owe her my life. I miss her every day, and that will never change. But she was also a literal clown, and if there's one thing I can do to honor her memory, it's stacked a fool. You know what? Cheers. Cheers to that. To clowns. Dancing in burning circuses. Okay. So... How did you react after Shinji said that? I mean, him and I talked about it already. He apologized a million times, and I kept telling him, one, uh, you were absolutely right, and two, it might be the first thing that actually helped. Fly, little god. And if you're foolish enough to come back... What are you doing? ¿Quién crees que eres para hablarme de esa manera? I've done everything I could for you to be here, to bring you a step closer to vengeance. And this is how you speak to me? This high and mighty attitude, this contempt? If it weren't for me, you'd be rotting in a cell still, crying about a woman who would beat you senseless if she saw what you've become, what she gave her life for. Mantén su nombre fuera de tu boca, Riosa. Hay cosas más sagradas que tú. Katrina, let go. And I stumbled. I, I almost fell. I, I, I had to hold myself against the wall just to stay upright. My mind and body connections were completely ruined. I had forgotten how everything takes effort. Moving, breathing, thinking. Just... My anger vanished as quickly as it had erupted. Because she was right. I couldn't do it. It's okay, Elio. It's okay. I'm here. Please. Don't leave me too. Please don't go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Shh. It's okay. Please don't leave me. Don't leave me. No tears. Not for me. I'm sorry. Always be there. Even when you treat me like the enemy, I understand. Thank you. I won't give up on you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Katrina took back control. She didn't even have to fight for it. Crusaders reinforcement came and we went to hide to look for bodies so she could replenish her strength. We found one in the warden office and the rest you know. I couldn't quite tell the difference between memories and reality at this point. You're gonna rest and then you'll get such up. a drama queen. <laughs> Because I love you, and I think my family would like you. <sighs> I hate hearing about it. Sorry, sorry, I, I know how it sounds to say that, it's just... Oh, you feel for me? You got no jokes this time around? 
We didn't abandon you. I know. I know. Alright. Should we call it for Fuck no. No 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 no. Back to your seat, Talia. Yeah, I'm not doing this twice. I'm telling it in one go and, and, and then we move on. So Katrina did what blood gods do. The more she killed and the stronger she got. Leaving behind her a trail of dried out bodies and a few crystal men, we drove off in one of the crusaders' vehicles. We have to prepare. If we are to survive, what's chasing us? And that meant more blood. So we went and drove off as far as we could up to Georgia. We kept driving until we found a small town. Could have been a village, really, with um, no no real protection. We do what we have to, Miho, and we survive. But even a small town like this had a church. We went looking for the priest, found him, and killed him in his sleep. We collected the blood and left. Then we tried to do it again, in another town the next day. And we were a few miles away on the road when I saw something flash in the night sky. I slammed the brake immediately, felt the adrenaline kick in, the blood shield bubbling right below my skin. But the light simply passed us by. He's after someone else. Now, who could possibly have made a big stupid mess loud enough to attract an angel? Mira, this is why you stay away from voodoo. We waited still. A few moments just to be safe. And then we go back on the road. We reached the next town in less than an hour, but the news of the killing last night had traveled faster than us, so they had prepared. There are no innocents in this land. No one will help us. Kill them all. Didn't even bother collecting the blood. We left it soaking the ground on the streets. The priest's was more valuable. In comparison, the rest was just negligible. But when we got to the church, we found it empty. Our target had fled town as soon as the gunshot started. I never thought their kind would be humble enough to run. Wait. Do you hear that? Oh, maybe he wants to reach heaven after all. Or reinforcements. Even better. Soon enough, someone walked in. Followed by more. There were three of them. Ilio? Him. Samar would be ashamed of him. He wants to stop us. He doesn't understand. None of them understand. We needed him. They left you behind. It wasn't a wave this time. It rose from the earth itself. Emanations that filled the air with the scent of ashes and dry sand. Every atrocities carried by crusaders and angels still haunted this soil, and I was a spark in a dried prairie. I felt something latch onto this anger, this grief, and drag it down beneath the ground. 
the fire spread from memories to visions carried by ghosts of the past buried in this land. Get out! Get out! I dragged Chi and Roxanne out of the building as it all came crumbling down. The shock wave and the weight of both of them threw me off balance, and I, I let go. Rolled down onto the ground for a few meters, bruised but alive. I got back up, blinded by the dust cloud and coughing my lungs out. You couldn't have dreamed for a better target. She sacrificed herself to save your miserable life. This is how you repay her. Elio! Time stood still for just a second as we both processed what we had just heard. Samara's voice coming from all around us. I felt Elio's grip loosen. I took my chance. I kicked you away and I flew off, disappearing into the dust cloud. <laughs> Is this what you brought with you? You hold your weapons carefully and you hesitate. I met a creature who could mimic like this. Do you want to know what happened to the it? The fact that there is someone out there who loves you. And I can't just sit there and let you Get out of my head! Round me. Feel the wind sharpen. Heard the church's foundations as they rumbled. The elements agitated by your emotions. And amidst that chaos, Chia made her way to you. Hey. In the moment, I just felt her arms. As Chia embraced me both hands on my heart, and I felt good. It's it's not going to make any sense, but I, I saw, or I, I felt, I, I felt like I just plucked an orange from its tree, that, that little snap, and the rustling of the leaves as the branch whips back, painting the air with the, a scent rather than a color. And then feeling that rugged skin under my fingers, its shape in my hand, its weight. I, I know I sound mental, but that's how she did it. She offered me one of her memories. A happy summer day by a creek where she grew up. I felt the wind of her youth playing with my hair. I felt the gentle sway of a river as I lowered myself in the water. I felt the, like, molasse heat slowly fade out as the sun went down and sketched a new sky. And I felt good. For no reason at all. For all those reasons, actually. Just... Just glad to be alive. And a second of that feeling was enough. Because it's... It's hard to explain again, but in those days, I thought I thought it would last forever. I thought I would always feel like this. The pain would never end. It was so... It was so vast. 
How could it possibly go away? And so just being shown that it could be different, that it could be good, even, that was enough. We were in a different realm, just the two of us, no gods, no voices. Just an embrace. Now hold me close and say your prayer. She was beautiful, wasn't she? She was? Can you help me? Can you please help me? I think so, yes. I could tell you about love. No, no, no more. Please, I know, yeah. But once love is given, it can't be escaped. It'll be in a color, a song, or a taste. You can gouge your eyes out and cut your ears. You can rip off your tongue if you'd like. But you'll still dream. Love will haunt you wherever you go. It hurts. It's horrible. I know. It's horrible. People are horrible. They bring you into this world and hold you in their arms and they smile at you and it's the most perfect thing. And then they go. They leave us here standing in the grass like idiots and we fall apart. We cry because we think they'll never hold us again and they're taking their smile to the grave with them because they're so fucking selfish. You think they leave you nothing, and then you find out you're wrong. You're wrong because the love is still here, and the smile is still here. It's all here. Would you like to see? Show me. Open your eyes. I think it came across already, but illusions are not just built on senses. It's it's layered with emotions, suggestions, it's incredibly complex. And and one thing I remember is how Chia balanced it all through temperature. The beginning visions were like a soft breeze whisking away the heat of rage, and then came this gentle warmth. A serene flame as she kept holding me. And like you'd slowly get into a bath, she brought me back to reality, almost degree by degree, into the summer night, in the arms of my friends. Shinji, Chio, even Roxanne, who I didn't know, my best friend and two strangers embracing me like family. And I wept. <laughs> for the life I could have had. For the love I had lost. And for the one that remained. I wept. And none of them let go. Elio? Elio, hey. Hey. Welcome back, buddy. That was getting a little tense, huh? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was just a church. <laughs> Who cares? You're gonna be alright, brother. Yeah, we got you. We got you. 
So, while everyone else was hugging it out, I was fighting for my life back in New Orleans. Alright, fuck you, man. Mm, patronizing. Because Sam D kicked a hell of a wasp's nest. And I kept the ball rolling. Javelin in hand, a crown of bone knives floating above my shoulders. I left the radio station as Crusader trucks started rolling in. went right through windshield, crashing two cars into each other. I recalled my weapon and dashed towards a building as people started to flood the streets, a purple glow shining through their veins. Broken chains and shackles still attached to some of their wrists and ankles. Why, why are we running? Where are you going? Cemetery, Baron. Where is it? Ha <laughs> Clever daughter. Let me guide you. I gave Samdi control as we dashed through the streets of Nola. Already Crusaders had started recovering, the military train taking over. We had numbers on our side. But Zamdi's strength was not enough against the old man's soldiers. Crusaders and Inquisitors started mowing down the unarmed prisoners, and it would have quickly turned into a massacre had we not intervened. What was once New Orleans Saint Louis Cemetery had been turned into a mass grave, a giant wound in the ground where the heart of the city once was. Bring me the lawless, the sadists. Bring me the faithful and spiteful. Bring me the deranged. Whether they believed or not, as long as they know rage. Arise, my friends. Your children need you. Remind them who we are. This was more than Sandy playing puppet master with a few skeletons. The Baron was gathering back the consciousness of past followers, previous hosts and incarnations. Bandits, pirates, witches and priestesses clawed their way up to the surface. I saw a dead witch, buried in her ceremonial clothes, screech to the sky and fly off in a gust of wind. Storm clouds gathered above her. I saw skeletons and rotting corpses unearth their old weapons from the ground and rush out of the cemetery. With this new battalion, we joined the fight and turned the tides in our favor. I can say that now, after the fact, but fuck me, I wasn't sure we'd make it. There was swords flying around everywhere, and I'm out there playing competitive dodgeball with knives. I will say it's somehow easier to kill an Inquisitor when there are like a hundred other targets for them to worry about, and they don't know you're like, you know, the bitch in town to look out for. So that helped. That's one way to phrase it. There's still no way you won a battle just by throwing your forces against the Inquisitors. Is that a question or a dig? An observation. Well, give me a little credit. I read The Art of War. I had a little plan. You read The Art of War? At like 11, yeah. Grandmother didn't have a lot of YA in her bookshelves. It was history, witchcraft, warfare. Mm, yeah, actually, that checks out. No porn? I actually found some smut in the house once. Nice. And what was your plan? Nothing, I just put it back on the shelf. No, for the battle. Tell oh me. yeah, right. We faked a retreat. Samdi ordered everyone to flee towards the river, and then you we- You faked a retreat and led into an ambush. Let me get to no, it. No, it, it's just that that's not the art of war. That's like Genghis Khan stuff. It was like his bread and butter. Pretty sure the art of war has a tip like that. Yeah, the tip is don't fall for that. 
<laughs> Shinji would have laid you down in that battle, apparently. Yeah, sure. It's easy to say don't fall for it after the fact. In a non-pressure environment where there are literally no stakes. I didn't say I wouldn't fall for it. I'm just saying, you know, know your references. Do you know these hands? Okay, whatever. We fled to one of the bridges, guiding the escape prisoners with us to try and bait the old man's forces into a... Uh, a bottleneck. That. Sandy and the undead did their best to protect the living from the blades and bullets, but once the crusaders finally took the bait and followed us onto the bridge, that's when the real show started. Witches from the bayou emerged through the river, and a ghost wave came crashing down on the bridge, throwing crusaders and inquisitors into the water but the drowned folk made sure they would remain. Dragged them down to the bottom of the stream. We wiped out more than half of their forces like that and charged back into the city with our new reinforcement. Done. Save your praises for later. An angel is coming. What? Shit, how much time do we have? Not enough. We have to intercept him before he reaches town or else. Or else that. The angel fell to the earth like a meteorite too fast for anyone, anything to dodge and shattered the bridge on impact, trapping us on the river. As the dust settled, we saw bright light piercing through the chaos. The angel's wings framing his silhouette with their golden feathers, a sword in each hand, five other blades floating above his shoulder and his eyes on me. And guys, I've looked back at a lot of fucked up things in my life, you know, but let me tell you, no matter how, no matter who you are, you don't want an angel looking you dead in the eye. For too many of us, it's been the last thing we ever see. On the other side of the bridge, we heard crusaders cheer the angel's arrival, their faith brighter than ever, infusing their bodies with the new strength. This was, it was bad. This was fucking bad, man. Without a word, without even a single facial expression. No anger, no satisfaction, no gloating even. The angel sent his swords. And the river turned red. Every strike I dodged cut through someone else. Every blade I parried would find another target. Another wave surged from the river and came crashing down the bridge. But the angel launched himself forward and his wings cut right through the water. To find the witch that called onto it, he snapped her neck with one hand and threw her body back into the stream. I felt the empty space around start to widen. Others had started running. I was the only one still standing, still surviving that ruthless onslaught. And so the swords stopped chasing and the angel drew all his focus to me. We have to retreat. We stand no chance under an open sky. We can't. He'll catch up to them. He'll kill them all. You'll die on this bridge, Talia. Retreat. But others will live. Being a corpse helps no one. I said run, daughter. The barrage carried on, and I started losing ground. 
Each knife I sent against the angel, his wings shrugged off, while I collected cuts and bruises. My joints beaten down by the weight of each strike I parried, my hands barely holding on to my weapon anymore. I saw the next sword flying towards me, a flash of light as the moonlight bounced back on the blade. I tried to step aside, not fast enough, and the steel bit into my hip. I fell down to the ground, my momentum thrown off, and I rolled, spear in hand, looking for something to parry, half certain the killing blow would come next, but... But then... I felt the trail of heat in the air as the bullet passed me by, and exploded against one of the angel's sword. A cloud of red smoke followed in the wind, smelling of rot and ash. I saw someone walk past with barely a glance at me, her long braid swaying at her back with each step. I saw Joan fucking Marlowe on a bridge in New Orleans and frankly, I think I'm yet to process that. And we're still not getting to the credits this week because we'd like to talk to you about Beneath Our Feet, a six-part episodic drama exploring home and belonging, urban regeneration, and community ownership. This upcoming series follows five young people as they attend an underground rave below their estates, the night before it's going to be bulldozed to make way for new build flats. Whilst at the rave, the ground collapses beneath their feet, and they end up trapped in a vast underground cave network. To escape, they'll have to use their memories of the folklore surrounding this system, passed down through generation, navigate their way to safety through tiny passageways across underground lakes and through doors locked by mysterious codes. If you'd like to hear more about Beneath Our Feet, we've attached their trailer. Beneath Our Feet, coming 24th of August. I'm deep underground. I move down the narrow passageways, ducking my head as the cave gets lower and thinner. It's an important place for me, Tommy. So? And it'll be all gone tomorrow. I look up and in the domed roof above my head, I see something horrifying. A crack. A rumbling now and soon, surely, this roof will give. You're going down there, aren't you? Mum, you shouldn't go under there, you know it's dangerous.
Beneath Our Feet, releasing from 24th of August, is a six-part audio drama about communities, myths, and subterranean cities. You can find us at Beneath Our Feet anywhere that you listen to podcasts and via at Resound Audio UK on social media. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Desperado. This week we have the pleasure to introduce Adigail Stewart as Roxanne, Robin Regalado as Chia, and Sarah Passos as the Academy Evaluator. Joan is played by Emma Blackley-Peach, Nessa by Georgia McKenzie, Cece by Mei Konishi, Elio is played by Sami Suisi, Talia by Tami Ige, Shinji by Tibet Boya, Asher by Patrick Hutchinson, Samdi by AJ Bediako, La Catrina by Carolina Hoyos, Tempest by Sophia Ingar, and Caleb by Reese Downing. And a huge thank you to Brad Colbrook for dialogue editing this episode. We would not have been able to make this show without them. If you'd like to know more about Desperado, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Desperado underscore radio, on Tumblr at Desperado Podcast, or on the Hug House website, where you can also find all our transcripts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>